0: call
1: this meeting to order at 5 11 p.m. We can please take roll yes on the call of the roll commissioner can tell presence present president present. president present. Present.
2: present um but um it's um,
1: yeah. Yes, item number two is communications. Item, uh, the members reflect the Youth Commission's LGBTQ plus task force participated in this meeting remotely through video conference. So the same, it's happening. Uh, the commission reminds that access to city services is essential and invite public participation in the following ways. First, public comment will be available on each item on its agenda. Comments or opportunities to speak during the public comment periods are available via phone call by calling 415-655-0001, meeting ID 2492 868 then pound and then pound again, or you can join us online through the WebEx system. When connected, you'll hear meeting discussions, what will be muted and listening mode only. When your item of interest comes up, these start are going to be added to the speaker's line, uh, or if you're joining us via WebEx, you can raise your hands, or if you're in person, you can stand next to the recycling pitch. <laughs> Um, alternatively, you may submit public comment in either of the following ways. You can email them to the Youth Commission at or If you submit a public comment via email, it will be forwarded to commissioners and will be included as part of the final. Five- uh, you may also send your written comments to U.S. Post via U.S. Postal Service to our office in City Hall at 1, Dr. Cross, the Place, room 345, San Francisco, California that 4, 94, 1-72. That includes my communication.
0: <laughs> Thank you, item number three? Yes,
1: item number three is a Commissioner, I'm a little bit of
2: an um, and I have a motion to approve today's agenda? Seconded. Um, motion to motion to approve the motion to about the motion to and the motion the motion to any Oh no! There's no public
3: comment.
1: No. Public comment is not available. Yes. Next item, uh, Mr. Okay. Mental I, Mr. Perkunov, I, I, and You. <laughs> 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 Yes, Item number four is approval of the minutes from January 1st.
2: The expectations are easy. I have yeah, a motion, um, motion um, I to the sure 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 Is there any discussion? Is there any public comment? No.
0: Yes, uh, yes. Uh,
1: you that. It. it's Uh minutes approval. Mission, I myself. i a i i i I'm i it's i it's i i i on a uh, general public comment from matters under the jurisdiction of the task force will be brought on this agenda. Members of the public who wish to provide public comment should start right now,
3: or if you're joining WebEx, you can raise your hand in the app or line up. Uh, Secondly, your q and you will be
1: you have been unmuted if you've called in, or you'll appear to be if you've joined the <laughs> Yes, item number six is the presentation status of LGBTQ plus youth housing and security and business. Uh, we have two guests here with us today. We have the library services and we also have uh, one but soon to be two members of the LGBT center. Um, yes,
0: thank you all so much for coming to our meeting. Uh, that was a good discussion.
1: On the discussion? Yeah, it's, it's a little hard. <laughs> Yeah. So i um, just to preface a little bit, so I was uh at the potential meeting with the LGBT center, I would say your um, to talk about you know just how we could support that through the exhibition, um, but in that conversation we talked a lot about how HSH has not done its due diligence its and in terms uh, to the level of expectations of the center, um, especially with you know there's still vacant permanent support housing units um, while there's still you know youth being turned away from these units because they don't qualify um, So I did want to
4: invite uh, partners
1: to talk about this issue and just talk about what programs they provide. Uh, services are part of the organizations that we all work with. Um, and uh, Anisha, I, I, I know that Arturo is still not here. Do you mind if Larkin starts first and then we can turn it to y'all? Okay, can you re- I'm sorry, uh, Joshua, can you repeat that one time? I'm sorry, where I'm, we're trying to get um, Arturo to um, uh, uh, give, give get off one quick second, 50. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no worries. Um just let me know if you need anything. But we'll start the conversation. Um but yeah, um go ahead and introduce yourself and then talk about what we do and then maybe some of the us. Yeah, um,
0: my name is Nancy and I'm the program manager for SACI, which is actually a more functionality uh industry services. We provide our program provides a transitional living program specifically for those for LGBTQ plus uh, 18 to 24 years old. Um, what We do, is we have a 24 hour staff site for those clients that need to staff support. We also have scattered sites all over San Francisco. Um, when you ever go into the program, um, we do a thorough screening make sure they are part of LGBTQ plus community because it's for those who are part of the uh, meeting. We provide case management. Um, we also have a linkage to EC yeah, Avenue with the Robin Center um, education and health and wellness and services. There's a art group and music group. Um, but yeah, we are a very community. We want to make sure it's a safe space for the LGBTQ plus and where our kids' voices are heard and things are met. We have a total of now three case managers who, um, including myself as staff, are now to teaching as well. And we have, I believe, a total of, I'd say, seven scattered sites. Um, two of the sites that we have, they are staffed five. Yeah.
1: um,
5: hello can you hear me everyone
1: yes we can hear you
5: okay great um i'm trying to figure out how to turn this camera on but um i don't think i'll need to because i just want to share my screen anyways but i don't think the camera needs to be on um so um hi everyone i'm so sorry i was trying (laughs) to log into the um the system and it wasn't allowing me on my computer for some reason. It was asking me for these passwords, and I was um, I was told it was youth. And long story short, now we're here. <laughs> so forgive me for that. Um, uh, let me just first introduce myself. My name is Arturo Reyes. I am the housing manager at the SF LGBT Center. My um, pronouns are he/him. I am um, the lead of the housing program here. Um, I. Uh, specifically um assist with the navigators um when it comes to coordinated entry and when it comes to hsh um, I, I i before i jump in i just want to kind of reiterate or actually just ask um, uh, did do you want to get started or are we just doing introductions um. Yes,
1: well thank you for introducing yourself. No. Uh, worries <laughs> Yeah, I think um we were just getting into the conversation about what programs and services uh your organization offers if you want to go into that oh. or do you have like a like an actual presentation you wanted to present?
5: Yeah, yeah. Um so um so with the um what we provide here is um we provide um several services here um uh first um we provide um employment services um specifically um uh we assist lgbtq plus uh, job seekers with the focus in with the focus on trans and gender non-binary folks looking for stable employment um within inclusive workplaces do uh tailored services like one-on-one coaching um Uh, job readiness workshops, uh, skill training opportunities, and um, we connect with potential employers and ongoing programs, including trans-employment programs. Um, We also do provide financial services here. Uh, We offer a range of education programs centered on building financial wellness and housing. Um, Our ongoing programs include first-time homebuyers workshops, access to below market rate, and affordable affordable rental workshops. we also connect with community programs we serve um, all communities local lgbt community members within the spectrum of events we um, also connect with resources and partners and opportunities to strengthen um, diverse communities um, and arts and cultures and events and um, building programs we also um, connect with volunteer opportunities Um, we have information and referral services here Um, and we um, also have individual to in-depth assistance and providing services with navigation cyber center and as well as free computers, printing, and internet access. Um, um, Under room rentals, we also rent out rooms for nonprofits or community members hosting in person or hybrid remote teams um, for meetings and retreats and presentations or other events. Um, But specifically for me, I work under youth services. Uh, We place LGBTQ plus youth ages 16 to 24 on the path to self-efficient connection and stability through positive youth development. Um, What we do is we go on an ongoing program including a dedicated youth drop-in space provided by a full spectrum of services from community building to crisis intervention to cultivating social connections, um, accessing essential needs such as food, um, hygiene supplies, mental health services. Um, We also provide housing navigation and educational workshops. Um, I fall under the housing navigation category, um, specifically with transitional-aged youth ages 18 to 24 who are seeking um, uh, some type of housing and that are experiencing homelessness. And I work with um, the—I work with HSH. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, thank you, Um, but I
1: wanted to— so in your presentation, is it what is the? Uh, did you want to pull that up now? In the
5: yeah, yeah. I'm trying to figure this app out. This is this is a different one. I definitely use. Um, it should be on the bottom. It says share. Yeah, I see that right there. Share. Can you um? Can you can you see yes. my screen? Yes. Okay. Um. All right, so let's bring up my teams. Okay. So, <laughs> talk um, Okay. I'm so sorry. Let me just. I had everything organized on my screen and that did not fall through. <laughs> um, so essentially um what I did was I just kind of created just a um a simple PowerPoint um to kind of go over basically our struggles that we are having here with the um with HSH specifically coordinated entry and um and adult primary assessments, and uh, specifically for um, youth permanent supportive housing. I know it's a lot, um, and I know that um, that um, it can kind of be overwhelming, especially with the, the verbiage and things along those lines, but um, I will definitely be able to answer any of the questions as I go along. Please feel free to stop me. Um, I just wanna ask, can you see the screen? Yes. Okay, great. Okay, great. Um, All right. So um, uh, Coordinated entry is a system that HSH uses and coordinated entry essentially gathers um, all of uh, individuals experiencing homelessness, and they place them into kind of like, um, we'll just th- we'll say the system, and the system is called the one system. Now, within the one system, there are different programs, and there are different um, opportunities and assessments for clients to qualify for based on a score. Now, the score is. Um, called a range, um, for lack of a better term. And what essentially this range is, is it tallies up information based off of your vulnerability as an individual who is experiencing homelessness. And based off of that vulnerability, then it qualifies you whether or not you can proceed with receiving resources such as rapid rehousing, such as emergency housing vouchers, such as um cap ps uh and permanent supportive housing um now i'll go into detail more in, in all of these but um essentially is um most of the youth here are are asking and um wanting permanent supportive housing um so um Um, First, I'm just going to go over the definition of homelessness, and then uh, second off, I'm going to go to the adult primary assessment, and third, I'm going to go over the youth system convening. We have definitely gathered together because we all have observed this as youth access points, um, and as youth access points, we um, do adult primary assessments to get the range for our youth. Now, I just want to highlight the term is adult primary assessment. And the adult primary assessment is the exact assessment that is used for youth 18 to 24 and is also used for adults 24 and up. Um, It's the same exact assessment. Um, Definition of homelessness for HSH um, is living in a a supervised public or private operated shelter designated to provide a temporary living arrangement, including congregate shelter, transitional housing, a hotel motel paid for by charitable organizations or by federal, state, or local government programs for low-income individuals, or with a primary nighttime resident that is a public or private place not designated for or orderly I'm sorry. Ordinarily used as regular sleeping accommodation for human beings, including a car, park, abandoned abandoned building, bus, or train station, airport, or camping ground. So that is the definition of homelessness. If a I I and, and I and I ask that everyone uh, place themselves in the perspective of somebody who is a part of the LGBT community, a non-binary transgender individual, um, specifically for um, a youth. What we, what we see here is two things. We see youth that are coming from different states uh, seeking asylum here because of the laws that are being passed from other states. That's one of the groups that we see. Um, also, I, also I, I, I just noticed that it, it is a requirement to be placed under um, HSH's coordinated entry. You have to be here for seven days, seven consecutive days, and you have to follow under this bracket. So essentially, you have to be here for seven days and you have to um, either stay in an abandoned car, abandoned building, a bus, a train, a station, airport, camping ground, a motel, um, um, a charitable um, organization, so on and so forth. Um, Most of our youth don't have access to any of these, organizations they don't um they don't know or understand um how to navigate the system they're coming here they're walking into the sf lgbt center um one we're easy to find two um if you identify a part of the lgbt community and that's the first thing you're going to google and that's the first thing that pops up but unfortunately what i'm experiencing is is that these youth come in and they not they're not they don't follow under the technical definition of homelessness because what this is telling me is their their head had to be laying on the streets or had to be laying in a car or an abandoned building or, um, Anything along those lines. Now this is specifically for the individuals that are coming from out of state that are seeking asylum, as well as um, Central America, um, as well as um, Russia. We're seeing a lot of Russian refugees coming in uh, coming here too that identifies LGBTQ. Um, now then there's a second group. The second group are individuals who are experiencing trauma, are experiencing um, abuse, emotional, physical abuse, um, unsupportive housing, unstable housing, safe housing, and most of these youth are coming with um, a a lot of emotional stress, a lot of emotional turmoil, and and, and they're seeking some form of safety because their family, friends, or um, whoever is in their support system, wherever they are staying, does not support who they are um, when it comes to their gender or when it comes to their sexuality. Um, Again, Technically, if a client comes in here and says, my mother is treating me this way, my father's treating me this way, my family's treating me this way, I can't take it anymore, I'm constantly being um, scrutinized for who I am, um, because technically in the definition of homelessness, they don't fall under this. So unfortunately, I cannot help them. Um, LGBTQ Identity Among Chronically Homeless Youth. Um, This is under um, San Francisco Youth and Homelessness Count Survey, 2022, the comprehensive report. Um, This is is the numbers that they've gained. This is the LGBTQ Identity Among Chronically Homeless Youth, figure 28, LGBTQ Identifying Among Chronically Homeless Youth is 50% of youth identify as LGBTQ. Now, for those that don't, um, fully grasped, um, most queer youth will not express that they're queer youth for safety reasons. Um, I've seen and I've experienced specifically for trans men, um, they tend to want to um, Uh, not express that they're transgender, they tend to just kinda wanna be passing and kinda wanna just move on with their life, which is perfectly fine. But what happens is is that these numbers begin to get lower and lower and lower. These are the queer youth that are actually um, expressing and identifying and and answering as transparent as possible and that's 50%. Um, I just want to remind, research has shown that lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer individuals have 120% higher risk of experiencing some form of homelessness, according to the study done by Voice of Youth. With that said, homeless transitional-aged youth who identify as LGBTQ make up 50% of chronically homeless youth in San Francisco. so I just want to kind of like um, paint that picture for everyone to know and for everyone to kind of visually see that um, it's not just a small percentage here that we're talking about in San Francisco. It's not some. It's not just, you know, a small group. Um, this is half of the youth that are experiencing homelessness. Um, the adult primary assessment is essentially when a youth comes in and the, the youth want to be permanently supportive housed. Permanent supportive housing, I'm just going to, do a quick brief of this. Um, Permanent supportive housing is where the city then provides units for um, my clients specifically. And what I do then is I do, matchmaking, I make sure that the client um, is gonna be placed in somewhere safe, is gonna be placed in somewhere where they can thrive, and is gonna be placed where they can express who they are and not feel that turmoil or not feel um, any type of um, judgment or um, ridicule or, or anything along those lines. I want, the, I want my clients to um, to be able to thrive, but this is something that I'm, I'm, I'm seeing and I'm experiencing with, with the clients. In order to get permanent supportive housing, you have to do the adult primary assessment, hence the word adult. Um, there's no assessment for youth. There's no assessment for specifically queer youth, trans, non-binary youth. There's no assessment specifically targeted towards them. Um, and like I said, 120% of queer youth um, are, more to um, are more likely to experience homelessness um, And this is something that definitely, definitely is is concerning to me. I identify as a gay man. I understand what it's like, um, uh, the stigma, first of all, of a queer homeless youth. Um, I understand, uh, second of all, the uh, position that, queer youth are being placed in by being homeless and third of all, I can't I can't um, speak for trans individuals or non-binary individuals, but I've seen what they struggle with and I've seen the danger that it um, that that is being placed upon them by not being able to access housing. Um, so I just want to highlight that and in order to access housing again they have to take youth have to take an adult primary assessment. Um, Information collected by the primary assessment. The primary assessment for, uh, again, adults, um, is a custom San Francisco questionnaire which asks a short set of questions that capture information about a person's current housing status, history of homelessness. First of all, we're talking about youth that are 18, 19 years old. There's no history of homelessness. And length of time experiencing of homelessness. Again, this is setting the youth up for failure. um, length and time of experiencing homelessness, there is none. Health conditions, vulnerability, and barriers to obtain housing. Um, not once does it ask how old are you. Not once does it ask what do you what do you identify like what is your gender identity, what is your sexual identity. Um, not once does it even take in consideration those vulnerable um, uh, those vulnerable. Uh, stigmas that are placed upon us while we are homeless when it comes to queer LGBTQ youth. Um, Does anybody have any questions? I'm sorry if I'm speaking really fast. Um, So what I'm hearing is there's basically no way
2: for queer youth
3: or just youth in general to like people under
5: 18. Exactly. Oh, uh, individuals under 18, they would not be able to um, uh, legally put their name on a lease unless they are um, emancipated or if um, um, if they're pregnant. Um, um, uh, other than that, they would have to fall under um, either a foster umbrella or um, there are other programs um, here in the city that do kind of shelter youth. But um, for the most part, when it comes to youth coming into the facility, granted, we do care for 16 and up. Um, when it comes to the adult primary assessment or the housing primary assessment, is what I like to say, um, it is 18 and over. And
3: then are 18 and over, the, the fact that they don't have much history of homeless. Exactly. It sets them up that they probably won't
5: yes yes exactly um, i just kind of want to paint a picture also that not only have i worked for the SF LGBT center but i've also worked for the san francisco community health center where i was a medical case manager where i would go out and locate individuals that were street homeless that were hiv positive um, and that were under the bracket of um, having 200 t-cells which means that they had aids Um, My job was specifically to locate these clients. They were dual diagnosed. Um, Most of them were very, very close to death. Most of them had an entire medical team behind it, um, behind them anyways. And they would do this adult primary assessment, the same exact one that the youth are doing here in the city of San Francisco, the adults are doing in the city of San Francisco. And I just wanna kind of paint a picture that the youth have to score a range of 123 and above. And I had a client who was HIV positive, who had AIDS, who was in his mid 50s, who was homeless for 15 years. He lost, he lost control of his bowels. He was no longer able to walk. Um, he lost most of his sight. And he scored a range of 111. And our youth, specifically queer youth, are asked to score a range of 123. I just want to throw that out there. One
1: um, well, the third, thing I have this phone.
5: Um, so it's the justification for asking.
1: You period to spoil that high because there's a limited supply of housing. Is that
5: for this? You no. Know, I'm you, so, I'm sorry, I can barely hear. Can you repeat that? Author,
1: I, can, I can try speaking up Our, Um. So is the reason for these strokes and you know, potentially um unreasonably high well, the levels of people have to meet be on the part assessment because there's a limited supply of housing? Is that the justification for policy?
5: Um. So, yes um and no (laughs) um the reason why I say yes and no is because uh yes the 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 range does go higher if there are lower units available but with that being said there are a I'm I mean a lot of buildings that have open units for example the ARD um I just recently contacted their housing manager um their units are completely available So it's not a lack of units. Um, You can give me every building in San Francisco, but if the the range is 123 and above, it doesn't really matter because there's no way a client is going to be placed in there, especially a youth. Does that make sense? It's not necessarily um, a unit problem because there are units available. But it's essentially the the obstacles and hurdles that the youth are having to face, um, and the the queer competency that is lacking from 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 the city. And
0: who runs the
1: adult?
5: Chair. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? Um, like the adult primer
1: assessment. Like, who who runs it and who determines like the minute, what the minimum score would have to be?
5: So um that's a great question. Um, From my knowledge, there are two names, actually three names that come to mind. The first name that comes to mind um, is Megan Owens. Megan Owens is a person that I um, directly contact and I directly have to um, connect with when it comes to housing clients, when it comes to available units, when it comes to um, new um, rules and regulations being um, placed at HSH, when it comes to um, Anything new, anything that the city is working on, um, she's the one that represents um, HSH and um, and uh, essentially gives it to us. She's essentially just kind of the medium. She's the person that I directly run to. Um, now, there was an email sent out. Um, sorry, one second, I'm trying to remember their name. Second. Um I believe it is uh, Um Shireen Mick Spadden Director of San Francisco Department of Homelessness and Supportive Housing Sorry, I I can. I'm so sorry. I can. I can't really hear you.
1: Oh, can you? Can you type in
5: the name in the chat? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> oh. Okay, this is where we're at.
2: And.
3: Thank
5: you. No worries, no worries. Um, Let me get back to this. And I'm just gonna kind of run through this. Um, Okay, each question in um, in the primary assessment is scored. Responses are weighed in such that a higher level of vulnerability, longer homelessness history, and greater housing barriers receive higher scores. It verbatimly says it right here and this isn't my wording um, this is the actual definition online of the adult primary assessment is that um, it the responses um, weighted such as a higher levels of vulnerability longer homelessness history and greater housing barriers received by higher scores we want our clients to score high unfortunately because we want our clients to be permanent supportive housed but it pretty much says right here, the greater housing barriers receive higher scores. Longer homelessness history receives higher scores. Um, Again, youth don't really have um, a long history of homelessness. Um, Priority status refers to people who score on the primary assessment at a level that makes them likely to receive um, a referral to HSH. Uh, the threshold score that determines priority status is not predetermined but can be changed based on the amount of housing inventories available towards the targeted maximum amount and time will people be expected to wait for the housing referral i believe that's what you had asked earlier is this um a um unit um you know what i mean is this a unit problem are there just not enough available units or um is this a um the range is too high for clients to actually get access to these units um like i said i've i've seen um for example, the ARD um, has a completely—I'm talking like—I don't want to give the wrong information, but I—I I, I feel comfortable at least saying at least 80% of the ARD is open. Um, we're required. Yeah, yeah, but I can't—I don't want to give you—I don't want to—I um, <laughs> don't want to give you false information. But essentially, if there are so many units available at the ARD that when a client becomes um, uh, PSH, Permanent Supportive Housing, um, when they be, when they fall under that range, we're supposed to immediately offer the ARD. That is a requirement. And then if the client denies the ARD, then we're supposed to document that immediately that we attempted to place them in the ARD and they are refusing to go in the ARD. The reason is because There are so many available units in the ART that we immediately have to offer it.
1: Wait, can you, what is, is it the A-R-E?
5: It's double A R T I. is that
4: like a, is that a hotel?
5: I'm sorry, what was that? Is that a hotel or a support
4: housing complex?
5: Yeah, I I think so. I'm sorry, I can barely understand you, but I think I heard housing complex at the end of that. Yeah. Okay, okay, yes. um, yes and no. So this is a facility and the reason why it has a lot of available units <laughs> um, is because um, we're required to, like I said, we're required, one, when a client is permanent supportive housing, they have three um, offers to being placed in the housing. Only three. After that, they immediately get kicked off the permanent supportive housing list if they deny all three. The first offer immediately off the bat before they even get a chance to to take in the fact that they are permanent supportive housing i'm supposed to offer them the ard if they deny me then that they immediately go down to two immediately um my from my experience what, ha- what is supposed to happen is when a client is permanent supportive housed, then you would ask them, do you have any reasonable accommodations, which is also known as an RA. A reasonable accommodation is when a doctor, therapist, or any clinician writes a letter stating or, or fills out a document stating that this client cannot be placed in the tenderloin due to past trauma, due to um, uh, being assaulted, so on and so forth. Um, that 's a reasonable accommodation. the reason why, after you become permanent supportive housing status um, and you request a reasonable accommodation right after is because then, if I offer you out of your three offers a place that falls under that goes against your reasonable accommodation, you do not lose that offer. Does that make sense yeah. so that
3: isn't happening right now?
5: That is not happening immediately we're supposed to offer the A.R.D. so I I sort of
4: a more general question.
5: I'm you know. I'm am so, sorry. Can you can you repeat that? I'm I'm sorry. So, um,
4: so I have a more general question. Okay. Um, so with with the with HSH sort of how is your relationship with them and how like what I I assume you brought these issues to them absolutely. Are they what sort of two parts? One is their rationale. What is their rationale
5: <laughs> of
4: changing it? Who who would set this? Right. This standard? And then also on top of that, like also considering that HSH has a new um, commission overseeing it. I'm not sure if it's begun meeting or not. Um Except, but but it should begin meeting soon. Like how how is advocacy around changing that specific issue, which seems to account for a lot of the
5: Absolutely. Um, so um, we do have we week- we do have weekly meetings. And we also have monthly meetings. Um, I have personally contacted A-S-S-H, um and I have uh, external affairs because um i was not getting invited to any of their um events or any of their hearings or any of their like open forums or discussions about the um adult primary assessment i was not being informed most of the access points specifically youth access points were not being informed that these meetings were taking place i had to go out of my way to contact hsh and contact the director of external affairs and requested that they place my name and my email on a list that when it comes to any youth meetings any youth um, Overviews or anything along those lines that I would be informed. Um, Aside from that, we all have collectively gotten together, all Youth Access Points, um, and we've all collectively have written um, our our. our experiences anyways working with youth and seeing the obstacles and seeing the boundaries that the youth have to um, go against and seeing that the system is not built and not set up for them we've all collectively gone together we've all collectively gathered information gathered correct information um, studies all um, all the above and we've actually composed two letters from HSH and DCYF letters and we are um, sending them off to um, I believe um, um, Shireen McSpadden, the director of the San Francisco Department of Homelessness and Super and Supportive Housing, um, we are trying to, um, the best of our ability, to to um, kind of wave our hands in the air and let the city know this is not working for the youth. The youth are falling behind and they are suffering dramatically because of this.
4: And
0: if I can give it
5: a little bit to you and speak to what your relationship is. Unfortunately, I have only been. I'm so
0: sorry. I can't, it's on, you know, true. Okay. Uh, I've only been at market for three months. I only run um, the side program. My boss, who we know about time, is in here. So unfortunately, he I can't buy Well,
4: just if you have it, College models moving forward, um, or whatever led us to be aware. Of that. It sounds like a lot of this issues is stems from lack of communication, and kind of stems from the lack of like I think I think that sort of the, the level of bureaucracy is very different than the public. being on the ground with people who be in housing and, it's hard to
0: set policy on things on a so fluid like
3: that. But that's Do yeah. you have any? Sorry. Unless your boss is Um, I have a question. Um, yes. <laughs> um, so, for, you know, the adult, um what's it the placement uh, primary assessment mm-hmm. um, uh, would it would like what would make like would what would make the situation better? Would it be like making a youth assessment or like prior prioritizing youth? Um, or changing the form? Like what, what like what in your experience would like better?
5: That's a great question. Um I would definitely say well one I just want to highlight every single person when it comes to their homelessness is um, is particular to that person you know what I mean every single person that they've gotten they've gotten to where they've gotten um, and it's a, a, a it's individually for every single person so it's it's really hard to just kind of categorize everyone but um, one I think would help definitely is having um, a youth primary assessment. Um, and then two is um, I think considering the vulnerability, um, and I'm not like like just like kind of just advocating for queer, um, trans and non-binary youth. I, I don't want that to be um, my narrative here, but I do want to highlight that queer, trans and non-binary youth are more da- are more in danger. By being homeless, than there is for other youth. Granted, I'm not dismissing the other youth at all. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but I do want to highlight that if you identify as queer, if you are trans or you are non-binary, um, at least in the assessment, can those questions be placed? And yeah. if those questions are placed, can they drop? I mean, can they can they raise your range score? And then for youth in general, can we drop the range score to I, well, let's see right here, I have all the ranges right here. Um, for family um, CalWORKs and housing, it's zero. For family rapid rehousing, it's 65 to 104. For family support, permanent supportive housing, it's 105 to 160. For adults, um, that is 25 and above, it is um, 123 and 160. For veterans, um, it's 90 to 160. For adults, um, and the County of Adult Assistance Program cap, it's 90 to 122 for youth. Do you, do you see the numbers? Yeah. Yes. 115 to 122 for youth, 123 to
3: 160. Uh-huh. Um, so, so for the, the, uh, the adult, it's it called, placement?
1: Adult assessment primary,
3: primary assessment um so would, would would um would adding the uh you know more demographic questions well i mean you know like are you trans are you queer would that be the only thing you could add or there other like, are there other
5: things that aren't on the... On the- I, I, think, I think, I understand what you're saying. Yes, I do believe that, um, um, let me see here. Okay, perfect. Um, I do believe that, so right here I have a copy of the actual assessment itself. This is the actual assessment that takes place when you want to be into permanent supportive housing. Um, the first question is, where did you stay last night? Um, um, and these are the answers that are given. And then the second question um, would be: Have you resided in a shelter, safe haven, or a place not meant for human habitation for the last 12 months? Again, if you're just turned 18 and your parent kicks you out because of who you—because oh, of, of, of who you are—this right here would be a zero. You, you get what I'm saying, or this right here would be um, no, and immediately your range is dropped. Do you understand? Um, how long were you in the institute, or are you exiting? Um, uh, condi- uh, are, you, are you exiting? Essentially, um, were you placed in, um, let's say, like a, a rehabilitation center or something along those lines? Um, most of our youth haven't experienced those, you know what I mean? And we kind of want to cover our youth, and we kind of want to guide them before they have to be um, exposed to, 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 those, um, to those realities anyways um again in the place you are staying are you experiencing physical or sexual violence um these are youth we're talking about um this is a kind of invasive question i understand the importance of this question because this is where i come as an advocate and i can definitely swoop in and um care for the youth but specifically for um Transgender youth or um, non-binary youth, um, when it comes to experiencing physical or sexual violence, um, this tends to be a trigger. Um, so um, I've learned through 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 working with youth, through going through this assessment, you're coming to me because you're terrified. You're coming to me because essentially you've been broken by everyone who you care about. You're coming to me because you have nowhere to go. You're 18 years old. And you're and you're just seeking safety. And the one of the first questions I ask you is, so, what have you physically or have you experienced physical sexual violence? It's, (laughs) Um, I understand the importance of this question, but it's just, it doesn't take, um, it, it like again, it lacks queer competency. It lacks what these children are facing and how they feel, and I don't mean to say children, I mean to say youth, but that's how I see them as a 31-year-old. <laughs> when I was 18, I, w- I thought I knew everything, but I didn't know everything, and um, I, I just, and, and again, I see, I'm i a gay man, so I see myself in, in, in these youth, and especially when it comes to trauma, when it comes to family, uh, turning their backs on you, um, when it comes to the people you love, the people you care about the most, when they look at you and say, you're wrong, leave it does something to you. Um, How long have you been homeless this time? Again, um, have you resided in a shelter or a safe haven um, or a place not meant for human habitation more than 12 months over the last three years? Again, this this isn't for youth. How long in total have you lived in an emergency shelter or a place not meant for people to sleep, including today? How many times in the past three years have you lived in a shelter? How old were you when you first experienced homelessness? It's today. Um, do you have any one of the following disabling conditions? Most of our youth don't know um, what their diagnoses are. You know, they, 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 um, they, know what, what, um, they know what the doctors have said to them. They know what their t- parents have said to them. But most of them don't even know what insurance they have, what insurance their parents have you know they don't even know when their insurance gets cut off um so on and so forth um do you have any challenges that cause you to to help with daily activities that help maintain housing um how many times have you used crisis services in the past year for example mental health crisis services um hospital detox suicide prevention hotline Um, this is their first time utilizing a service this is their first time trying to navigate this whole system Um, In the past five years, how many times have you been arrested by a police officer? This can include being arrested and going to jail or just being arrested then released. Um, How frequently have you experienced violence or felt that you were in danger from other people since you have been living outside or in a shelter? Again, this is your first day outside. Um, Considering all sources of income, what is your total monthly income? All of my youth, it's zero. Um, Are you pregnant? In the last 12 months, have you traded sex for a place to stay? are you currently in the foster system Um, it's just um, not once do you hear to identify as this not once do you hear um, sexual orientation not once do you hear you know what I mean I think the only question that the youth really um, kind of um, let down their guard is how frequently have you experienced violence or you felt you were in danger now this is where they're like well I don't understand this question and I'm like well Let's let let's, let's let's think about this. How many times have somebody made you feel a certain type of way where you felt like I am possibly in danger for who I am? And that answer is almost always daily. And then I they're coming to me for this help. They're coming to me to be placed in a safe haven and I have to tell them one you don't qualify because you slept in your mom's house last night or two, you don't qualify because you just got here and you're off the bus freshly. So (laughs) I don't mean to be the bear. Like, you know what I mean? I don't mean to be that one, but, um, just moving on hsa's definition of homelessness should be informed by the vulnerability and unique barriers of lgbtq plus youth since the state of homelessness is often a complicated a non-linear experience not only do lgbtq youth have an especially high risk for homelessness but the studies have also shown that lgbtq youth had over twice the rate of early death among youth experiencing homelessness based on analysis done by hmis HSH states that approximately 10% of youth experiencing homelessness who complete a housing primary assessment will be housing referral status. For permanent supportive housing, however, the adult primary assessment used to place TAE lacks queer cultural competency and does not inquire about gender identity and sexual orientation. In this way, this assessment fails to include questions needed to provide safe, affirming care that are important for engaging with LGBTQ plus youth. When going over the adult slash youth te housing primary assessment, there are 17 questions listed on the assessment, none of which um, are sexual orientation or gender specific. We believe questions about both LGBTQ identity and housing status should be added to the assessment and used to increase their eligibility for permanent supportive housing. This crucial demand would improve our impact rate for this prioritized community in an attempt to halt the cycle of homelessness for the most marginalized population of youth in San Francisco. They have no voice. They have no one to actually speak up for them, and this is what we're doing we're trying to just kind of paint a picture and and it's an uphill battle for sure for all of the youth access points so much burnout so much turnover because we just want to help these queer youth these trans youth these non-binary youth and for some reason the city just does not listen
1: um yeah, uh, we're going to ask questions at the end, so we're running a little short on time.
5: Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize it was going to go that long. I, okay. Yeah, of course. I'm done. That's
3: it. Okay. Uh,
1: you- I have so many questions.
3: Um, questions. <laughs>
1: uh, sorry. I guess my question was, um, like, are you aware of, like, other, um, like, cities that, you know, maybe use, like, a different, like, better system
4: or maybe there was, like, a mass-
5: I have, um, that's a good question, too. I have um, reached out to, um, oh, what was her name? I did reach out to somebody who was working, I believe, in San Diego or San Jose, who um, I was asking them about their assessments um, on when it comes to youth being placed in um, housing. And... um, um, and they were they were um actually surprised that um um that we utilize the adult primary assessment and um i'm trying to find the conversation Um, but yes um i have reached out i have asked um uh, specifically one individual um about their assessments and they um they were um, not only surprised that we um, utilized the adult primary assessment, but they actually sent me um, a copy of their assessment so that I can just kind of take a look at it. Um, I'll definitely be able to forward that to you. Um, I'm just trying to look for it as fast as I possibly can, but unfortunately, just, just for time reasons. <laughs>
4: yeah, no worries. Like, if we just see it in a mutual topic, would be great just mm-hmm. so, like,
1: look at it there. And also, I guess, like, another question maybe is like, um, like are there is there like housing that set aside for like specific groups or just everybody is in this like one system or whatever it's called
4: because it seems like it might be like a logical thing for the city to do like say okay we're gonna designate these 50 units 100 units however many units and we're
1: gonna dedicate them just for like youth and young adult like under 24 um.
5: so um That's a really interesting question. So when all of the youth access points gathered together to talk about our struggles and um, the barriers that our youth are are experiencing when it comes to just being housed, um, we did come across one thing. Um, Some of our access points have actually been told that um, our our age group would go from 18 to 26 and others have been told, for example, mine, uh, my um, my center has been told, you're only allowed to accept clients from 18 to 24. So when it comes to, and, and I raise the question, uh, when it comes to actually um, counting and um, documenting these numbers and these youth, um, are they going based off of my numbers, or are they going based off of the numbers of the other access points that are... Um, actually accessing these services to youth that are the ages from 18 to 26. Um, the reason why I highlighted that is because if they are, then that means the numbers are wrong. Well, there's no way the numbers. <laughs> right, I, it, I, I,
4: don't, I don't believe in the numbers, <laughs> yeah, either
5: way. Yeah.
4: Um, so I guess, this is, to both you, what we're sort of trying to approach this, uh, the, the way that the US Commission will approach this issue is first we have to write a resolution which makes the official commission's, the commission's official position clear uh, and sort of gives us like, guidelines of how we can you know, advocate on this moving forward. I'm mm-hmm. wondering, um, you know, I think you've noted down a lot of questions. Uh, sorry, not a lot of issues. I'm
1: wondering if, um, if you have any more you'd like
5: us to know, and then if you have any specific ideas to how we can improve so like, specific recommendations for you. I understand. Um, um, the, the only thing that me and my team um, have um, actually cultivated and, and come together and, and what we all agree on is... Um, um, questions about um LGBTQ identity and housing status should be added to the assessment and used to increase their eligibility for permanent supportive housing essentially meaning questions that fall along the lines of do you identify as LGBTQ Um, um, and then removing questions like in the past three years and more or less um, where you stayed at last night did you experience um a form of um discrimination or um did, or is it um a place not um uh, uh, instead of asking do you just last night did you stay in a place not meant for human habitation last night did you stay somewhere where you felt unsafe based off of the individuals there does that make sense
3: so making it making the, the have you stayed somewhere a shorter time frame
5: yeah and 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 I would and for me anyways dropping the range at least let me see dropping the range at least to 105. so
3: basic so like the form is the problem because it makes housing or permanent housing unaccessible for youth. Um mm-hmm. the range is a problem because it makes it so that most you can you know or
1: apparently yeah.
5: yeah so so what so the assessment gives you the score. In order mm-hmm. to get this score you have to take the assessment. The assessment is 17 questions, very basic and the assessment is a uh, built and designed for adults that have experienced homelessness for years. That assessment was created and designed for adults. And I'm talking like 30, 45-year-olds. You know what I mean? That have experience and have history. It's the same exact assessment that is used for an 18-year-old. I mean, you're that, do you, I, I'm sorry? No, I was gonna say, it, it, it strikes me like,
4: I mean, the city needs some way to determine like who is homeless, right? Right. Um, which, I mean, the assessment should be different, but, but at the same time, anyone who's not going to have somewhere to sleep tonight should be given some sort of shelter.
5: Right. Um, that, that also goes into, so, so, because <clears throat> I've, I've expressed this um, as well, and then I was told, um, well, then we do have navigation centers for your youth. Um, it was uh, for me. Um, what a navigation center is is a navigation center is um, it, it's two things. It's one, it's a huge room with a buttload of bunk beds, or it's a hallway with a buttload of doors, and every single person has to share a bathroom on that floor. Now, as a gang man, to be placed um into a room filled with all of these other men, I'm immediately going to be closed off. As a gay man, if I have to share a bathroom with all of these other men, I'm immediately going to be uncomfortable. Now, this is my perspective as a gay man. I don't know what it's like for a transgender individual, but I can only imagine it's extremely uncomfortable. And the minute I express we do have navigation centers and the trans youth looks at me and goes what is that and i have to explain to them what they look like and and how the dynamic is immediately they close off it's it, it, it's not um, and to me when i'm asking and advocating for for my for my my for the youth and specifically for the trans youth and i'm being told we'll just place them in a navigation center immediately I'm just thinking to myself, this is, you, you, you don't really understand what it's like for a queer youth then.
3: The violence that,
5: that, that also,
3: like, they also like the violence. That... Right. <laughs> you know. Um,
5: especially for trans women. Like... Right. I, I, and, and it's almost like, I don't, um, have you not, have you not read a book? You know what I mean? No offense. You know what I mean? But it's like, I don't. I, I, I don't understand, please, please educate me on why you think it's okay to answer that when I'm asking you, where do I place this trans youth? And you're responding with a huge room with a buttload of bunk beds.
2: Um,
3: yeah, I was just wondering, like, are there any other like support, for, like, um, like housing supports for like youth, especially queer youth who don't follow the definition of homelessness, or the
0: typical definition of homelessness, like that isn't just navigation centers.
5: Are there any other questions? There are, so, um, you, you, you all have really good questions. There's actually, um, and on the top of my head, there are three navigation centers that I wholeheartedly trust. Um, and the reason why I say this is because I've not heard my, because I'm one to not just place you somewhere and then call it a day. I will call the next day, and I will say, how have they treated you? are you, do you feel respected? Do Are they calling you your right name? Are they calling you your correct pronouns? Are they respecting your, your, you know what I mean? Are they respecting you? Um, and I've never heard any negative thing towards Third Street. Not once. I actually had a client that came in and was completely soaked from head to toe. She had her suitcase her parents, she woke up, she was 18 years old. Her parents had moved out while she was asleep and woke up to an empty house because she told them that she was transgender. She found her way here via bus. Was This is when it was raining like crazy. I um, see her outside the building. I you know i escort her in i give her some warm clothes some some food i place her in a third street she's vegan um very very artsy type of vibes and they completely respected her every wish and they actually made menus specifically for her because of her dietary limitations
3: so um
5: So for me, anyways, (laughs) sorry, Um, Third Street, definitely. Trans Thrive is another program that I um, um, trust um, the youth to go to. Um, um, They have this um, program called She Boutique, where essentially um, trans women can go and sign up for She Boutique, where they would get high-end name brand clothing. Um, And they would get high-end makeup and and, um, accessories and, um, like, name-name brands. And the only way these women can access these name-brand clothing and these name-brand makeup is if they sign up to see a doctor and once they see their doctor and their doctor has fully given them a full-on exam and given them the right medication the correct medication then they have access and it's not like a closet where they go in it's actually a boutique where they have mocktails and music is playing and they have like shopping um like a whole on shopping experience where they're dolled up where they feel like they're you know pretty woman vibes when she goes into the store and they do all of that it's a whole shebang That's another program that I trust with my youth. And then the third um, is Jazzy's Place. And Jazzy's Place um, definitely um, tries their best to work with us. And and we'll, we'll, if a youth comes in and our facility closes at a certain time, Jazzy's Place will stay open specifically for our youth to try to get them indoors because they do not want to see our youth on the streets. Those are the three programs that I fully trust. Is that enough? Like... Absolutely not. Um most of other programs um clients have come to me in tears saying that they um the staff had um completely ignored them um when they had corrected them about their pronouns the staff were calling them by their dead names, um that they were sexually assaulted by other clients and the staff didn't believe them, um that I, I I've had to contact other um, programs and um speak to them on my on the on behalf of my clients. I've had a goal to other programs and, and show face. Um and advocate for my clients. Um, again, I take it very personal in my job because I used to be one of these youth. I take it very personal because I know they don't have a mom or dad they can call and just say, I need some help.
4: Question, uh, I know recently, I've five in either introduced or planning shelter in response to the court's order order.
5: Can you can you repeat that I'm so sorry?
4: Sorry. Um, I know Supervisor Mandelman and others have at least talked about if not officially introduced uh, shelter for all legislation here in San Francisco, essentially saying based on the court order um, earlier this year saying that uh, San Francisco can't uh, can move people into uh, homelessness services unless there's uh, trouble for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering what your thoughts are on that, how that works with <laughs> <laughs> <general>. Um.
5: <clears throat> so um, two things come to mind. Um, sometimes... Um, when For me, when a, when, a, when a youth comes to me and they paint this picture that they have, um, that they, they can't take it anymore where they're at, that they feel completely beaten down um, because of who they are, and I offer them a shelter, and the minute I see their face of fear, of uncertainty, I, I feel that at that point in time, it is my obligation to at least inform myself how the shelter is fully ran what the shelter looks like what the shelter um what the bathrooms look like what the beds look like um how many um if is it separate bedrooms is it an open space is a congregate setting um what who's who's on staff is there case management medical case management therapy you know what i mean um and for for um For me, anyways, I go out of my way to educate myself and to make sure that I know the bottom and top of every single shelter that I'm going to refer my client to. And if I trust myself um, to refer the client there, then that is my responsibility to make sure the client is there. So one, I would definitely say uh, queer competency and understanding and knowledge that the shelter is taking on queer youth and that these queer youth, um, one, are going to be terrified of where they're going, and two, the staff there need to be properly trained and need to understand that these are still youth that are coming from a traumatic experience, that are finding themselves in this situation, and all they're looking for is just safety. That's all. And to be treated unfairly or to be called um, or to be reminded by being misgendered or to being called by their dead name because a staff member just um, doesn't agree with with their gender identity or doesn't acknowledge this um, is completely and utterly just, just just beyond wrong. So I guess proper training and all platforms of shelters of of, um, of Specifically, LGBTQ youth, because LGBTQ adults have a different, um, it's a different story, (laughs) you know what I mean, compared to a child who is becoming their own, who is becoming an adult and learning who they are, and and at the same time expressing who they are for the first time in their life, and for some who are expressing who they are and also um, transitioning that is also something that is definitely not um, talked about: is that transgender youth are going to be in the process at this age of transitioning, meaning medical appointments, meaning they're going to be going to the doctor, meaning that they're going to be going through surgery. Some of them, anyways, are going to be going through surgery. There's no follow-up. That there's no medical teams on site. That there's no um, uh, there's no there's no resources for them to get the proper um, the proper medication, you know what I mean? It's just, you gotta figure it out. And I feel like, yes, that was how it was 30, 20 years ago, 10 years ago even. That's what it was like for 18-year-olds that identified as LGBTQ youth. But nowadays, it shouldn't, the, the LGBTQ youth should not have to still navigate the world this way. As if society still ostracizes them,
3: um, I have two questions one uh, are these shelters open to people under eighteen?
5: No um, um, specifically um I wish I remembered it. I'm sorry. Um, there is a shelter. It's 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 kind of like a program. It's kind of like a shelter where youth do go that are sick that are 18 and uh, that are under 18, anyways. Um, and as long as they're enrolled in school, they can stay in the shelter. The shelter definitely. Um, I've I've yet to actually have a client that is under 18 come in here um, seeking resources. Um, only because um, I just run the housing department area so when a client comes to see me they're immediately 18 and over um but um i do know that our drop-in services um they do serve 16 to 18 well 16 to 24 year olds and they see that group that age group and um um i do know of one pro I, i i'm for i cannot remember it for life but it is here in san francisco where if parents are struggling with these um with these um these these children or if the children just for some reason just want to kind of get away, um, they are placed in this program and it's not necessarily a foster care program or it's not like, um, you know, it's not like a a group home or anything like that. It's essentially just a program where they can stay there and as long as they're in school, they can finish going to school and they'll be completely supported. But I don't have as much information as I would like to.
3: Um, and my second question is, um, would like, would you think that um, maybe having like a getting homeless shelters getting approved, like uh, the shelter, like having it a requirement, like the city requires homeless shelters to have support systems for queer youth, the but youth like youth but queer youth especially, um, would that? Do you think that would be like a good idea just to make it?
5: I yeah. think. I understand. I think that would, uh, I think no, that is a really good idea, but at the same time, I think that also um, would bring in a sense of um, safety when it comes to the um, the stigma of shelter, um, because I know from myself anyways that as an 18, when I was 18 years old, and if somebody said your only option is a shelter, Immediately, all I'm going to know is references towards films. <laughs> you know what I mean? Immediately, all I'm going to know is what I saw on TV or, or, or what I've been exposed to. And for, for, um, from what the media puts out there, it doesn't seem like a place I want to go to. Now, if it has queer culture in it, this is why I highlight this, is because youth that are affiliated with other access points actually come here and they request to be dropped from the original access point and the original care team to be a part of this access point just on the fact that they know that this is the LGBTQ center. Just on that alone, they feel a sense of family, they feel a sense of safety, they feel a sense of community, and just that alone makes them want to come here. So I think um, when a sh- if a shelter kind of has a face of, of, of pride if that makes sense of um staff members or programs that are specifically highlighted towards lgbtq youth um, i think that would entice youth to be like you know what um, maybe the stigma of this shelter quote unquote um isn't so bad
3: so would it be making more
5: queer <laughs> Um, No, 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 it's okay. Um, um, Yeah, I think, I think, or not, not even just like, like, we can't like call them like rainbow shelters, Um, but, that's actually a cute name, Um, but um, I think um, programs that are in there, for example, um, like a medical, like just a nurse that's there that can, um, you know, um, prescribe PrEP, educate about PrEP or PEP um Educate about um, long-acting injectable educate about um, hormone therapy educate on um, how to take care of yourself after you've had top surgery how to take care of yourself after you've had um, facial feminization surgery what that looks like what the healing process looks like why isn't that there I have no idea um, what it's like to put on a binder what it's like for gender affirming gear how to properly access it um, just, those things alone, which is not a lot, but those things alone is tremendous resources for queer youth. Tremendous. And it's almost like a, sign of, a sigh of relief for them when they see all of this, like, um, I guess all of this support. And it's not a lot. It really isn't. But just the feeling of support is like a breath of fresh air for them.
3: So maybe uh... – requiring uh, homeless shelters to have uh, a nurse, a program that is focused on supporting queer youth. Absolutely,
5: absolutely. Um, (laughs) Even navigating just um, social, um, how do I put this? For MSM, which is men that have sex with men, um, for that, um, just how to navigate apps. And how to navigate um, what certain terms mean, what certain terms don't mean, um, why you should wait till you're 18 to access these apps, because it's, there's so many things that queer individuals have to discover and have to learn the hard way that the world just kind of turns a blind eye on, and it's just real simple conversations, it's real simple, but it's like, it's conversations um, that society doesn't structure, that parents um, wouldn't fully understand. Um, and it's just like just a lack of just guidance. You know, so society, movies, TV, they're all programmed to teach heterosexual or heteronormative aspects on how to date, how to who asks who out, who pays for what meal. You know what I mean? It's all built for that. But for these queer youth, they have to navigate it completely on their own. There's no guidance whatsoever. Just a simple you know, instructor coming in once a week and to talk about how to navigate dating world as a queer youth.
1: <laughs> well, yes, thank you so much, Arturo. I know we have to start wrapping up because it is a little over, but uh, so thank you so much. And also, would you mind sending the present, like email me the presentation so I can share it with
5: everybody? Absolutely.
1: And then I think just the other request was um, the other... Uh,
5: application from other cities that they sent you. Uh, oh, yes, I, yes. I, I have it right here. Um, Perfect. If you can email those to me, I can then share those out. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, it was a pleasure. Um, I'm sorry that I was very long-winded. This is just something that's very heavy on my heart, um, but thank you so much for giving me your time and your energy. And again, um, I will send these emails off and you all have a wonderful evening. Thank
0: you
2: so much. Thank you. We want
0: to hand it over to see so if you have any hands on They did a great job. Um, I noticed when you be transparent with ARU Hotel, it's very familiar to us. We also provide our clients with the option for ARU Hotel, a lot of our clients who don't want it because of the location and the safety. So I feel like a lot is just okay. for doing. So I think a lot of our options
2: with housing is in our locations. a a lot of you know, things yeah. um, yes. are in the Yes. the city? I'm um, just going to slow.
0: I think this with really well cool. with Rising Up, we were supported as a for those years up. Um, I believe they have locations all over San Francisco. But with large
2: history, we're only a transitional living program, so it's only a two-year program. That was number each okay. Um,
3: well, thank you so much for being
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here and providing your insight from reading my mission. I'll provide you with my email. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'll try to go through your mind. Survey.
2: Great. So, thank you, you so much. Have a great day. I'm just wondering,
4: well, like, after a resolution, what well, uh, would No, no, no but, you can answer. Okay. Uh, so, a resolution for the merit or supervisors, we can
1: use
4: that. Hold on,
0: something something I thought it was homelessness quick
4: as a but the commission is called the homelessness focusing yeah okay right. so there's the load of perfect stuff
3: oh
0: right and that's what so I think this I don't know is this
4: like home on- specific thing? I think that's what I think it's also I think like, like, like switch so trying to easily like, period not like, like streetlining that. But I think they would be the people to go to and they're brand you new
2: know, so it's kind of um so get them stadium very don't
4: have to get them in my mind i'm not gonna waste any better yeah i'm good i think i saw he was bragging about that
3: during
4: the i think
2: they ended up getting coffee really
4: oh well i mean it's kind of part of my it it's true it's a profession is that
3: at least like a Oh,
1: still
4: I'm not sure if all of your points.
2: Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. I can make some If that'll be the place to start, we can, and then we can always, you know, we need your ideas. Supervisors, supervisors, we can come a comment about supervisors. There are,
2: I think, there are people on the board who would be open to work. Really? Um, what well, he's gay.
3: <laughs> so like, it would be a little bit question. And, he, and like his district does have like, it's like one of the cultural districts is like the LGBTQ plus and leather cultural district.
4: He hopes to be the best supervisor that the morning. Whole-
3: yeah. Can
0: you
4: you. He said
3: that. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So like, it is kind of in his like responsibility it's very
2: like that
3: so well anything anyway, so and then what's the other there are
2: three did not and then joel cardio oh
0: i forgot about this oh please um hi i'm gonna talk to you
2: next time no um, i recognize your work i recognize you. I, see you I see you i agree um yeah but this is it's, it's,
4: it's, it's the whole, okay. yeah, <clears throat> yeah, oh, that's, oh, all okay. right, um, so I think the best right, so I think you guys are need to find out what our position is, and there's a lot of different issues, right, so that's what I'm going to say, and
2: see what they say, so we can see
0: if
4: they can be. Yeah, let's see if we can put it as HS on here.
1: They're also going to the
4: matrix meeting. Deficit.
1: Can we ask oh. you? Uh, uh if Haven, if you he, speak. Yes. But she shared it. here. well Haven wants my notes, so if you
3: don't,
1: we have any questions. I okay. <laughs> Uh, I think the only concern is you do
0: one walkers. Oh,
1: there's what's it's on
2: HRT. So two other tips. oh, Reese. Yeah, Reese is also on. I Wait, next. Um,
4: okay.
2: I can't do because I'm teaching.
4: We might be having a uh, Monday uh, on a briefing.
2: For so on, like see briefing for our stay here. So maybe, uh, yeah. maybe you'll
0: well, well, so awesome, awesome, be ready
3: what events
0: are
4: Well, Austin, Austin the you. Okay. So enjoy time. It's our
3: ask questions. I am TJ.
4: But they want to. Brief, they want to talk to more. and. and, and
3: we get to
2: other artists?
1: I mean, there's not
2: much. It's to literally live. just. Post.
1: Um. But
2: is there any other discussion? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Oh. Okay. Oh, uh. Wait. uh took, is
3: there? Uh, wait. Is there a No. Okay. Um. Well, yeah no about those that is so surprising wow that's crazy um well not on the term monday meeting and it's nice to explain later so rick can you please tell item number seven
1: yes the next item is task force business
3: okay um well 7a is next steps for task force meetings
1: we need a regular do <laughs> you all want a regular so
3: I this week too.
1: and then so I have two the two,
3: you three. Well, mm-hmm. we have meetings once a month or
1: twice okay. a month.
3: Two. I mean, to all. I say, I um, that's the wrong way. Okay. Five okay. okay. Oh no, two times a month. Just, especially okay. So, so. Uh, I hope you can also be twice a Yeah.
2: But well, it means two things. Yeah. That's so dumb. Yeah, I'll And I
4: think the be... city <laughs> would it be the first
3: time. Well, anyways, public record. Um I think we've said more to have a
4: different time from We definitely have, but the us
3: say not are not but you have to keep a straight face for the for the listeners. I literally, <laughs> I literally act so not, not, like,
0: not my permission
3: Anyways, um, so, yeah, we didn't even have the meeting. should be we about <laughs> Oh, no, this is my important. Oh, um, because I didn't have many, many things and You know, yeah, Um, well,
4: the Swedish already suffers from the product the day after
3: we could have it um mm-hmm. thursday. Yeah, it day it's thursday. thursday yes this day certainly it is thursday stays, thursday's days though there is do thursdays work <laughs> so do wednesdays for me wednesdays, wednesdays do not work her um non-policy well, right and i do not want to put you and vanessa doing full i then C E E C the next day, and then the LGBTQ plus test the day after that. Wait, is it 4C Yeah, but then? they the the day after. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Why? We don't have to have, have
2: to
0: have that, but I think it was my last choice.
3: <laughs> yeah, um, but do, do Thursdays look usually working?
2: Yeah, it's
3: 4-4.
2: 6 It's
3: 6-4. Wait,
1: you're four,
4: not so many people. <laughs>
1: not today, but usually oh, I'm supposed so to be currently somewhere. <laughs> uh, usually I've to six to eight. Okay, so the that, at what time?
3: Okay, then I can't do that. Well, unless I do not want to go here at seven thirty. Oh, right.
1: So being real, this is uh we're at the latter part of the two year. Yeah. So maybe if you want to just uh, I mean, I know regularly. But realistically, I would say two to four, two to five more of these meetings. So do we want? Do we do we want to be regular, or should we try to find states work?
3: or we can just find all the dates like in the next week that work for us, and then it will be on awesome.
4: Like just kind of next yeah. week. just
3: like send, just do a try and just yeah and try and.
4: You know, and then well, it's also, it on my calendar, assume I'm not.
3: So, so I over so right. like, every single day. But if like June. Yeah. If like
2: June, 4th, June 4th. Oh, wait a think. I think it's June twenty-five. Like, my yeah, so.
3: yeah. We could just do that in the next week. Or you
1: could just do that and we. No, I think we could Yeah. That. I don't think. a the Sunday. Oh my god. The twenty-first. Oh, the twenty-first. <laughs> um, I think that it might be good to set up about it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Then, like, right, maybe the next meeting the one after. What can we
2: play? Yeah. 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 I mean T be... What? What do you say? One maybe. Sure. Just... Okay, so... Well I said uh, we do we don't sell on this competition every class? I don't know
4: how I don't I don't actually
2: see that
3: far
4: into the future. So should we look at May you know eighth, ninth, and about Yeah. It's like wait.
2: I can see it. I don't see the It's like
3: my uh, love.
4: You know, so so I wanted you to do TJ and then just... Uh, TJ? Oh, we TJ? Uh, well, we don't want to TJ. Oh. Well, my first meeting. <laughs> oh!
3: <laughs> okay. I think that we should actually have LGBTQ plus caste versus the day <laughs> after CE's. <It's> immediately after. <laughs> <laughs> immediately <laughs>
2: after. Thank you. Yeah, okay. I think it's a what? Well, it's it's not
4: a So, I mean, it's like, like, we're having a of meetings for some reason. Uh, I like, T- T- T-
0: it's
1: what T- T- to the of the Shh. Um, but in person,
0: I'll
3: have to like, right, you why know,
1: I was like, oh, so I think it's just, uh, ma- <laughs> being all, it? mother, just in the main a whole. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah the guy guy. i like, she's yeah. it. yeah. like, It's like 278,
0: but like, maybe you know, not I'm based on But it's, it's, <laughs> it's, I
2: mean, it's just a male.
3: always okay, Um, wait, couldn't we just?
2: Could we do May 4th
3: from but... the- May 4th you would be
1: with you. uh This is a little- it's on I could do okay.
3: Huh? If it's after 5, I could do anything.
1: No. Like, that not have a Oh, we do? Okay. I, we we do do right.
3: Right. <laughs> <laughs> what about-
4: What meeting is this? Oh, it's a sorry. It's a like, normal like, oh, see.
0: Um,
3: what about, so fun. so I guess, so you have full youth commission,
2: I'm
3: you have full youth commission the first and
2: third. Yeah. So the first, and then who is, and then, also Mayday. Wait, what is that? It's, it's
3: oh, I'm sorry, I thought you said Mayday, that's first.
4: what it's called.
3: It's called May Day.
4: First of know? May, May Day.
3: Wait, that's late. I've, I've never heard
4: of it. Why do I
1: know? Oh um, yeah. Okay,
3: just, okay, okay, okay. Maybe, be like <laughs>
1: so on. This so week. we want Thursdays, or do we just want a day that? I mean, Thursdays and Tuesdays some Tuesdays before.
4: Like, not the easy Tuesdays. Yeah,
3: same. Well, okay, Tuesdays probably work better because we have mom's having and I. And I
0: don't want to do action. Like that. So, <laughs> well, if we just did it on so
2: Tuesday, is, okay? so. yeah. yeah. so, is it to, I'm that anymore? Well, I'm to on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. well, Oh. So, May eight or May 9th? May 9th. May Yeah. I've been invited to Well, I am not get too <laughs> much <my job. laughs>
3: Well, then you know you what time it
0: takes to get
2: to the party. Um, I refuse
3: to do later. Me too. It's almost 7. The flashbacks to when we had
2: meetings is 7.30 p.m. Wait, when it started? Why? What's up, guys? I don't know. Did you just say 8 or 20? No, I said no, don't ask because that wasn't my answer. So, oh, anyways, I'm yeah, 9. Day nine at five p.m. Day nine, five p.m. Yeah. Day nine, five p.m. Okay, and then maybe we'll just
0: do two weeks
2: after that. Oh my God. Make my Maybe Make me send out calories.
3: They couldn't make me. Forgot. I'm sorry. i don't want to spit up. Um. um no, I can make a And the next meeting. Mm-hmm. You made fun of for. Ah, uh, you made fun of me for being in a like elected by a student model UN Not even School Model UN. UN I
4: mean, UN discount model UN? Yeah. It's,
3: it's like, I wish I could quit, that to like I
4: don't know how would So I think then that would be June 13th. Yes.
3: Yeah,
0: and
4: so then honestly that would be okay. time. So oh so
0: so
1: June
4: 14th. Five, you five, by the end you'd buy on C E C
3: Yeah so it would be May 9th.
0: May 23rd, June...
3: July. No. June 6th, and then yeah.
0: June 27th,
3: because we're
0: be Because we meet in July. I forgot about that. we're still
3: in session, Gabby, yeah. the, the minute my summer, break... <laughs> summer break happens, I check out. Uh, yeah, who oh, will Uh. uh,
2: uh time? It's like, like, time
4: it's July? July. Huh? what time is July? Oh, you can move it up earlier hours.
2: Yeah,
3: well, I got a summer school.
1: We get it when July, I don't want to take it off, which I
3: think July. I'm July. You to stop having
1: so,
3: so I can be Oh,
1: so it's always less It okay.
3: has to be like before or less like, too late. It's too late. I really I chose to buy it basically cap right? like the list rather than immediately go to wild
1: up and then
3: it So, it's too, well, it's too late. For having if we have a meeting on that
1: I I don't think it would make sense it's so to okay. meet up to okay. it's it's okay. the end. Okay, so the budget is passed. At least I don't have to cut. And we'll see I'm not going Okay, so the mayor sent the budget. And
3: then and this and then it'd be and then for May in or for June it would be fifth and the 19th.
2: The
1: sixth. or sorry, the sixth and the twenty. Yeah. Although to be honest, the 20th. Yeah.
4: So I think it's on Monday, so the meeting is oh, yeah. and also and I have to try to see if sorry I can
2: Okay
4: then I can do all this. Yeah. Oh I see. yeah we can is do you want one meeting in July? Because
3: the <laughs> commission is still session. Oh yeah. I can't do anything with the second, or like, I, mean, I can't do anything after like the 11th, or after basically the first week of July.
2: Well, that's
4: only a month.
0: You can't do the 11th. I mean, you could do the 11th. Um,
3: that's fine. I'll yeah. read the meetings. Yes, sorry. Yes,
4: right. right. Yeah, that's going to be the second. You want
3: to do July 20th or about one of them? Right. So I last... Well, are going like, like, so really to have Hopefully, meeting. are going to
1: have another meeting. We're going to have another meeting.
0: I are going to have another meeting. we to meeting.
1: <laughs> okay, so the dates proposed are May 9th. Uh-huh. May 12th Yes. Um uh, it would be June 13th, 6. Well, yeah. Yes. June 13th. And then June seventh. Yeah. And then July want
2: Okay, only
0: thing is I have Summer so school and I probably a work after that. So, I don't know what time yeah, I'm going
3: to do. I don't know, i may going to get back from my, week, we'll see
0: what, um. you think
4: 5 would be a
3: little Yeah, 5, 5.15, Like. So
0: can... okay.
2: yeah,
1: 6 for the summer? Because I, have to be from our what you do? Just so many meetings. Okay, so do we want to do July 11th? I think we
3: should. Like I just
1: said, end the year. I I'll, <laughs> I'll <finish. laughs> okay, so five more meetings. Okay, any other things?
3: Almost. So, yeah. Anyways, now that I
0: have
3: that set <laughs> you can go to item oh, 7b, which is LGBTQ plus related updates. So if anyone has
0: any
2: updates related to the queer community, you can share them. <laughs> so like, Thanks. Huh. Um, Oh, you don't need to have queer community related updates. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Um. Clear. Any public comment? Um. Is there any public
0: comment? No. Okay. Um. Public comment.
1: can you please call ID? Yes. And number eight is. And for this one, um, sure. We're doing this. <laughs> So I'll be sending out the next meeting for the task force meetings. Also, FYI, I might have to share clerking with the laundry base because that'll then be the same because HRT you know, have to do both at the same time, or the, the same two days. to um, so just FYI, but uh, other than that, it should be good. And then also I'll distribute those the emails information with the state. So, okay.
0: yes, no, I
3: need I have there's one
2: more
3: item. Um, uh, is there any discussion? Okay. Uh, is there any public comment? No. Wow, that's is crazy. Um, uh, final comments. So, you this one is number nine.
1: And number nine is announcements auspices- and community events.
3: Commissioners, now is the time for any announcements and community events.
0: Hearing nine, um,
2: Clever please call item number 10.
1: Yes, item number ten is adjourned.
2: Yes, yeah,
0: you federally are adjourned at 6.55 p.m. So
1: yeah, you, you can
2: so you can talk about what we're yeah. doing. Okay.